horribly awkward. This is so awkward. This is so awkward. This is horribly awkward. No one off. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Sean, dude, you're horribly awkward. Sean, I know you think this is weird, but it's not as weird as you think it is, dude. Don't think that it's awkward. Check, check. Hi. I don't know how we do this. Okay. Welcome to a special review episode of Horribly Awkward. Yeah, I've only done one of these once. And actually, Ted was with me last time we did this. And this it was episode seven, Star Wars. Damn, that was a while ago. So welcome uh, to... For, wait, The Force Awakens? Episode seven, episode seven of the series, not the, uh, the podcast. No, right? episode seven in the series. Yeah, we did like a special Star uh, Wars review thing. Me, you, and um, Jeremy. I was about to be really impressed you remember that far back. Uh, I don't remember that at all, but okay. Yeah, yeah, we did it. And uh, yeah, t- I remember. I think Ted was on. Was like you were on like episode eight or nine of the, the very beginning of the podcast. But anyways, so uh, today I got Ted Bracewell here from ZombieCast. Ted, what's up, dude? Oh, nothing. Just uh, it was a big stormy, stormy day, and uh, you know it was a perfect day to go see a spooky movie. So headed out to the 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 AMC local Cineplex with its stadium seating and recliner reclinable seats, and watched a spooky, spooky movie. Dude, you're in you're in Georgia right now, right? Yes, and it rains every fucking day, and I love it. Oh, I love the rain, and I love recli- reclining seats, which that's what I have too. I love it. We don't uh, have reclining seats. Also, we got uh, from a place with no, no reclining seats all the way from <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> Alyssa White, what's up? Uh, not much. Just saw the same movie as you guys. So I hope so. Talk about it. I didn't know this movie had any. Like, no, it seems like no one ever heard of this movie until like three days ago, and then everybody ran out to see it. I had never even heard of this movie until like four or five days ago. <laughs> Literally. All right. So. And, what- uh, so wait, know, we're, we're, before, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about this 10 or 15 minutes, uh, or, or maybe like 10 minutes, try not to spoil it, say what we liked, we, what we didn't like, so you can get an opinion to go watch it if you haven't seen it, and then after that we're just going to spoil the shit out of it, so we're just going to say everything, so we'll warn you when we get to that point, we're not just going to start spoiling and go, oh shit, I've got to tell you, so let's do it, Hereditary! Hereditary. So I gotta say, I knew about this when I saw Unsane. I saw the trailer for Hereditary, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I really want to see, see that movie." I, I just I, only thing I remember from the trailer was Tony Collette doing some crazy shit, and then the, there's that scene in the trailer where the kid hit uh, hits his face on the desk and he just jumps back yeah. all startled. That's all I remember from the trailer. But I remember seeing that trailer, and I was like, "Fuck, that looks really good." Mm-hmm. I knew about it months ago because i read british film magazines and it was covered in that several times i never saw a trailer for it and i just knew like the bare bones plot of it but going in and like seeing it was just ah. i had not ever heard of it and i kept seeing people on my twitter feed saying oh my god hereditary oh my god oh my god hereditary and i was like what is hereditary and then like one of those promo you know those paid twitter tweets shows up says a promotional tweet showed up and i was like what is this so I go to I go to uh, the Rotten Tomatoes. It's got like a ninety five, and I read all the blurbs, and the blurbs are like, "So scary, you will fucking it'll fucking blow your mind." Oh my god, scariest movie since The Exorcist, scariest movie of the last forty years, scary, all that shit. And and if I hear that, it's gonna make me interested to go see a movie. So I said, "Oh, and it's got Tony Collette, who's amazing in every movie." So I said, "I'll go see it." 
Yeah, I, I mean, for for your your for critics who don't watch horror movies, like me and Alyssa watch every horror movie. So there's, all, there's always like, it's the scariest movie you've ever seen. And then we'll see it and go, yeah, that was pretty good, but it wasn't scary. But also, I think we're just numb. We don't get scared. Yeah, that's my problem. I did. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. There's so many movies that I hear. It seems like every other week there's a movie that is the scariest movie of all time. Every other week that happens and I see it and not once has I ever found any of them like scary at all. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's a general trend to these movies though. I feel like the general trend of a style like it has like it has an insidious conjuring uh what was that with a sinister it kind of has this 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 tone this really kind of like faded I, I don't know. I, when I when I picture these movies, I picture a lot of like grays and browns. I don't know why when I when I when I picture them, but it has this tone to it that yeah. that, that all these movies. Be, yeah, I think it's supposed to evoke like a really grim, foreboding atmosphere with the grays and browns. Yeah, I think that's what they're trying to get at with that. Like the you look at the look at the ring. That whole movie is blue. The yeah, whole that, movie is blue, is it not? And then you look at Insidious. Most of that movie's blue. They so they use a blue tint. I mean, the the first Ring movie is is like almost obnoxious. How the whole thing is tinted blue. Are you talking about the uh, U.S. Ring, the U.S. version? Yeah, yeah, the Nat okay. Naomi Watts uh, Ring. Hmm. I've also noticed in these kind of movies, uh, these scariest movies of all time. Saying there's also this theme of being being able to hear floors creak. It's very silent. They don't use a lot of music to convey the the feeling and the tone of it. A lot of it's silent where. It, you can hear the footsteps and the the boards creak, and you, so every once in a while I think like, was that you know, was that the guy with the camera? I mean, I, you know, the camera walking around you, you hear their foot, your their foots creak <laughs> and all that. But I kind of I kind of dig that. But also, it it makes for I'm not gonna say a less interesting horror movie, a less exciting one. Like you really you really got to be paying attention and like kind of involved in the story because it's a lot of it's kind of. I mean, you could have cut 30 minutes out of this movie and it, it would have maybe been easier to digest mm-hmm. i as far as the link goes i'll say um i rarely see a movie that i am in the theater and i'm kind of going all right let's wrap it up you know i kind of want to go i i felt that way during ready player one a bit i was like all right let's wrap it up but this movie was one where i was kind of like getting a little like okay because I, I i was not really enjoying myself watching it I don't know. We'll go into why I didn't enjoy it, but I was sort of I, I was ready to leave when it was over, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, Ted. Damn. I, I will I, say I, I didn't hate the movie. I just I didn't get it. Were you were, were it. you not in the mood for it? Like, because you know, you maybe you saw the reviews and that's what made you go to watch it, and you weren't ready to watch it. Uh no, I was ready to watch it. I just went in there and I watched it. I didn't think it was. I did not find the movie scary at all. Not one time in the whole movie did I think, wow, this is scary. And on top of that, it's it, it the plot was so all over the map. Like when the movie was over, I barely even understood what even happened in it. See, I, I, like, I, I find it hard to follow movies. I'm always the guy who doesn't understand anything, and I actually followed this one. Well, maybe I was maybe I was so out of it, I don't know, but I <laughs> I I did not get it at, at all. Like what happened. I, I mean I was like, I think this happened and this, but whatever. That's kind of how I felt when it was over. Okay, that's good. I really like the story, too. But I will say, it was only me and one older man watching this in the entire theater, and he (laughs) fell asleep during the movie. So, I was basically the only one watching it. 
Yeah. Do you, do you offer you a glass of El Negro? What is it called, Ted? Vato Negro. What is, El, what is gato, it? El Gato Negro. El Gato Negro. El Gato Negro. Would you like some El Gato Negro? I think it was El Gato Negro. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Uh, inside, I'm so lost. In, I know. Good. Inside joke. Never mind. I just, El just, Gato just Negro. Yeah, there was the only, there was very, I went with my aunt. There was like two people behind me, one person to the right, and one person above that. There was like, you know, six, seven of us in the theater. There wasn't that many people. Like, yeah, like Ted was saying, was I don't think a lot of people, people knew about it. Theater. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people, it's this is one of those movies that's not going to grab everyone's attention. It's more artsy. There's a lot of, there's a yeah. lot of stuff. I mean, there's actual stuff involving art. I'll get into that later. I don't want to spoil why it, why it involves art. Which, which you you said earlier, and I agree. That was probably the best thing in the movie was the, the little the, the the part that involved art. Mm-hmm. The way they used it to sort of tell a story was the best thing about the movie. Yeah. So Tony Collette's character is like she she like makes these little models, and she might say something in the story. Like she might briefly say something to somebody else that you kind of understand, but it doesn't really connect. And then all of a sudden they'll show a model of that. You're like, oh wait, that's. That's yeah, way different than I was thinking. That's she, not she, what she, she meant she, by she's like, a, she, she's like a model slash diorama maker, you know, like kind of thing. And she she makes these little like like scenes, like little diorama type of scenes that she does it like professionally for art shows. But she also sort of makes them based on uh, like haunt, like bad things that happen in her, in her life. And the way they use that to sort of tell the past and stuff, I thought was neat and kind of creepy. Yeah, that was definitely unique. Like, I don't think I've seen that really in a movie, even from that beginning scene. And you also see it in the trailer where it looks like a it looks like a, a model house, and then it zooms in, and then then the dad walks in and wakes the yeah. son up. You're like, oh wait, that's oh, not, I love that. Yeah, that's I a really that. cool thing. I saw that in the trailer too, so that was wasn't a surprise, but I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, I think she had, she'd actually built her house, I guess, and I was zooming in on the model, but then it it did like a smooth transition into the actual house. Yeah, which was, was like I guess was the opening shot of the movie. Tony Collette, though, I, I mean, big props to her. By the end of that movie, man, she, she was a fucking mess. Like in a, <laughs> in a good way. Like in a good way, she was like, be- yeah. like, like, man, she was manic and just running around and crazy. And you're just like, you kind of, I kind of got. So, okay, if if I could watch the the whole like last forty five minutes of this movie again, I'd do it like right now because the last forty five minutes is like when everything happens. That's what I want to see again. Yeah, I, there's stuff I might have missed. I don't know because I was watching people. Uh, I, I was watching one of those you know reviews where you, you like I you know like when you play a video game like I played a like the, the this movie kind of reminded me of a video game called What Remains of Edith Finch. I don't know if you ever played that, but it's a really great story driven game. I love that game, and in a weird way, it kind of reminded me of that. And when that game was over, I was like, okay, I want to really get get into what everything meant so i'll go watch on youtube like a what remains of edith finch explained well i went and did that with this movie you know and it and there's a lot of a lot of subtle things i admit and i was i was fully paying attention the whole movie and i think i'm pretty good at you know deciphering movies but there was something about this one that did not click with my brain but once i watched one of those videos i was like okay that makes a little more sense that makes a little more sense you know who directed it and wrote, wrote this Alyssa? Ari Aster. And what else is he known for? Uh, this is his first debut feature-length film, but he has done some short films, which I've seen three of them. Bo Munchausen and The Strange Thing About oh. the Johnsons, and they are all fucked up. Wait, not, not Baron Munchausen. Was it Baron Munchausen? No, it's just called Munchausen. Oh. And that was an ode 
to Pixar, but again, it's fucked up. So he's he did he did like short films, and this is his first full length. Yes. So he's like he's like let's really pad this fucker out. I'm used I usually got ten <laughs> minutes to do movies. Let's go fucking two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, his <laughs> longest short film was thirty minutes long. So this is definitely double that. Trip maybe. I do. I can't do math. It's longer than double. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of scenes where you could they could have tightened it up a little bit, and it maybe wouldn't have lost so many people. Like this movie could have been an hour and forty minutes, and it would have it, yeah. it could have got everything that they got done done in an hour and forty minutes. Do we want to I, go to what the the plot is of the movie, or is that considered spoilerish? Because you don't you don't know much from the uh, the trailer. I watched the trailer before I went and saw it, and I didn't. It does not give much away in the trailer, but. Yeah, uh, so without spoiling it, well, from the trailer, what it tells us is that it, there's some hereditary, like, uh, <laughs> schizophrenia well, or something, right? Like, yeah. It's, like, it doesn't really show what's going on. There's a whole other thing going on in the story. And it is slightly confusing to follow. Like, you really got to be paying attention. I caught most of it, but there's there's some details that I didn't know until I... I had to look up about the. I'll talk about it in a minute. But I don't know what. What did you guys think? Okay, so let, let let's get into spoilers. What be, before we do that? What did you guys think of the actual movie? Like, do you think people should go see? <laughs> I make that sound all the time, and now I'm like, should I do it? I almost did it with that old guy that was in the theater. I was so tempted to do it. I didn't do it. I should have. But I was afraid he'd attack me if I did it. Uh, for me. <laughs> I would give this. I think I give this movie like an an eight and a half out of ten. I think there's there's some really creepy scenes. There's a scene in the attic that was really fucked up, and there's a scene in the car that really was really fucked up. And the car it, scene's the best thing in the the car. If we're taking we're thinking of the big car scene, that yeah, whole yeah. sequence yeah. was the stole the whole movie for me. And that's where I thought the whole. I was like, okay, this movie's about to get super good based on and. and and it just never, for me, it never did. Yeah, I was like, but there was, in that scene, I'm like, please don't show me anything. I didn't want to see it. Like, that's what yeah, I felt. Yeah, it's shocking. It's a shock scene. They shove right in your, they make you look at it for a long time. I I kind of knew that was going to happen just from watching the movie and picking up on little clues without spoiling it so far. So I kind of, I was expecting something like that, honestly. Not like that. There's no way you expected that to happen. No, like I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. Not in that little girl did. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I'll explain more later. <laughs> yeah, that and uh, that chocolate cake was to die for, guys. Mm. Oh yeah, totally. That chocolate cake looked to die for. It looks so good. <laughs> uh, so I, I give it like an eight and a half out of ten. I and I really, I think people should. If the if you're into horror movies, I'd say go check it out. But you have to be willing to sit through a really slow movie with some pretty awesome. Parts, in my opinion, I think the awesome parts are really good, but th- th- some of it drags. So you, you really you can't go in on a day where you're not like really awake. Or you just want to go. Oh, I want to go and watch. You a got, movie. And you gotta be one hundred percent engaged, staring and and deciphering every word of the movie. Like don't don't even take your mind or eyes off the film for a second. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you will, you will be lost. Yeah, like those. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of cute. There's a lot of uh story told through through this the surroundings and stuff, which is cool. What would you rate it, Ted? Uh, uh I'm gonna give it because I think maybe maybe it was my fault for not. I don't know. Uh, I'll give it a seven out yeah. of ten based on the 
based on the, the the visual style and the and the the uh, uh, the the amazing actri- acting of Mrs. Uh, Tony Collette, I will give it a seven. I was hoping it'd be a ten, uh, based on all the hype. Because I, I can go read these. Bl- I kind of want to. I kind of want to do something on this show. I want to go to Rotten Tomatoes and read you the blurbs. Read this. Pick a handful of them and read you. And and let me know if you think those blurbs reflect the movie you saw. We'll okay. do that later. Yeah, because we'll that's that. what I'm talking about. If you're reading the blurbs, this is the greatest movie that's ever been. And then you go see it, and you're like, eh. Yeah, that's probably. So just I wonder the- if it's better not to read the blurbs and just <laughs> go in and you know. Yeah, I didn't read too many of them, but yeah, it's, there's a lot of people who just go see any horror movie in the theater. Like, oh my god, thing was scary because you went to the, the theater greatest? and saw it, and you don't watch a lot of horror movies, so fuck yeah, it was scary. <laughs> yeah, see, to me, I, you know me, I'm like you, Imes. We're we're pretty desensitized. We watch all this crap, so it's it's it's. I don't know. Every time I hear a scariest movie of all time, I watch it, and and I'm like, honest to God, I'm, I I said this to someone earlier. I thought the fucking fourth Insidious movie was creepier than this. <laughs> I, I didn't think the movie was scary at all. I was just like, whatever. I don't know. And I, I just the hearing gets so scary. I don't know. What about you, Alyssa? Okay, I don't rate movies out of ten because that's just too complicated of a system. But I did give this movie five out of five stars because oh. I did really love it. I loved how they told the story in a unique way. I loved Tony Collette. I I was genuinely scared because the stuff they cover in this film is what scares me. And I'm not easy to scare with horror movies. But when it comes to this kind of stuff, it gets me. Like, I was so scared I had to call Sean afterwards. Uh. I was like, I need comfort! <laughs> 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 but I I, re- I really liked it and I went in not knowing much about it besides the basic plot but I thought it was really well done and really artistic yeah yeah really artistic art, art was a big part of the story so you guys we're gonna get into spoilers so leave now or come back later or whatever but right now or if you don't give a shit just listen yeah or if you don't give a shit because we're gonna or may- maybe this could help some people to know some of this shit going in into it because yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't say like there's that many huge spoilers where you go, that fucking ruined the movie. It's not like Gone Girl. You're like, what? She did. Is it? Oh, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not one of those, those movies where one spoiler ruins all of it. So, uh, where do we start? Well, let's just go through what the movie's about. Like, start, the yeah. beginning of the film sets up that um, they're, they're, they're dressing up to go. The grandmother, Tony Collette's mother, who lived in the house with them, has passed away. And they're they're getting dressed to go to her funeral, and that's the opening of the movie. And there's there's Tony Collette, she's married to Gabriel Byrne, and they have two kids. One of them is a a son who's like maybe 16, 17, and they have this daughter who's just uh, I'm not gonna be mean, but that that actress has some sort of affliction, clearly, right? I looked it up and I didn't see anything, but she's not normal. The daughter has something wrong with her. Yeah, Am I wrong? She, yeah, yeah. She has she she you, she's it's very obvious. She's fit physically yeah. something is off with the way she looks, and that's the way the actual actress looks. Uh, but I'm not sure what her deal is. But she's the character is very unusual as well, and like she's always like sleeping in the treehouse outside. She she crawls out of her bed at night and likes to sleep in the treehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and her dad kind of scolds her because she's going to get pneumonia from doing that. And she builds but, like really creepy like toys, like just takes shit and glues it together. Like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She does that. And yeah. and, her, and, the, and the mom, Tony Collette's, uh, the dad's job is irrelevant. But the mom uh, 
builds, like we said earlier, dioramas and models, and she has like a big art show coming up where she has to have like some model built in time. But she also kind of, it's not only her job, it's kind of her hobby where she has a hobby side of it where she's rebuilds like scenes from her life. Like her, the, when her, the night her mother died, she has a, like the hospital room built with her mom in the bed. And then she has, you know, weird stuff like that in diorama form. Like really detailed too. It's really it's really mm-hmm. crazy looking at those things. I'm like how does she just goes to the uh, art supply store and buy some bullshit and like put session together? I doubt it. Like, <laughs> it, it, make, it makes you want to go. It makes you want to run up to Michaels and uh, see if you can build something. Dude, I thought about that in the middle of the movie at a slow part. I'm like, I want to go to Michaels and get little shit because you're like seeing this little scene where she's she's building these little chairs and these little these little like uh, lanterns hanging from the ceiling. She's like, I know she didn't just get all that shit from the fucking. And like she made a little Michael. laptop too. I'm like. How do you make a little laptop? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with the yeah. screen and the keys and everything. Like what? A lot, a lot of stuff. I know you can buy little pieces. I'm sure you could go to like a model shop and buy like this. Is, that's a pretty popular hobby, I imagine. So I'm sure you could think you could buy like a little laptop thing. You know, I think it was just like a little fold, and then she just drew like yeah. a little screen on it. It's like a, it's a little piece of cardboard or something. Yeah. So the whole thing sets up the grandmother's already dead. They're get, actually getting up, getting ready to go to the funeral. That's the beginning of the movie. And then you just, it's just weird because the dad, you know, you, you didn't know anything at that point, but the dad's like, oh, how you doing, you know, kiddo? And the son's like, eh. Like, are you sad at all? He's like, eh. You know, because <laughs> you get the same, like, yeah, grandma's fucking crazy. Like, why, why would it be sad, you know? She's yeah, you get, you, get a, you get a sense that the, no one's too sad that the grandmother's dead. They're all kind of relieved she's dead. And it kind of leads into, like, what goes on with this son and how the family views him and all that as well from that early point how do you think your family viewed the son we're in spoiler territory right yeah we're yeah say whatever you want well from the off it just seemed like they cared more about the daughter they were more concerned with her and the son was kind of left to the side and um later on in the movie you find out that tony collette her character her character never wanted him in the first place. Never wanted to have him in the first place. Yeah. And, and she not only, sets up. She not only never wanted to have him, she intentionally tried to... Yeah, she tried she, to kill him. She didn't have an, would want to have an abortion, but she intentionally... She did everything she could to cause a miscarriage, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't die. Because mm-hmm. she didn't want to have a baby. So she said, everything they told me not to do, I did. I feel like that was kind of like a sign about what his role was in the total film as well, that he didn't die after all this stuff that she tried to do to get rid of her pregnancy. Yeah, because the yeah. grandmother was a, they're all in this, this uh, satanic, like, worshipping cult type deal. Um, I don't know if, if that's what it is. You guys might be able to explain it better, but they're like so, Satan worshippers. I know there's, there's the whole thing about Pyman, and Pyman's like one of Lucifer's followers. So... And they got the symbols. They find they find, she finds that that notebook, and it's got like the symbols, and it says some shit in there. I don't know. It's like it's for the better. Or, I'm sorry. This this is a this is all for a good reason or something. The and it's just weird shit. Where it showed that stuff in the box. She finds the box, but it didn't really give us enough time to like look at it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you get a couple words out of that. Like, oh, well, damn it. You know, I'm I'm not a fast reader. I missed the whole thing yeah. in the beginning. Like, I can't read that fast. So I missed. I got mm-hmm. like. A third of that, and then it's like it changed. Like, fuck, how fast do people read? Give me more. Time. I read it. That's my uh, time left. Uh, 
Well, they, to to without jumping too far ahead, they 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 uh, because the, the whole Satan plot is just sort of out of the blue. It's suddenly like it goes from being have nothing to do with Satan to being about like Satan on a dime. With Tony Collette starts looking through the box near the end, but they go to they go to the funeral and whatever. And something I didn't notice, or one thing I did notice that does tie in is is Tony Collette's giving the eulogy, and she's like, "Wow, there's a lot of people here. My I didn't know my mom had so many friends, huh? Like, who the fuck are all you people?" And, <laughs> oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, she yeah. says that, and that's because those were all she didn't know her mom was part of a satanic cult, and those were all the cultists that you know. And she didn't know all those people. That's why she was like, "Who the hell are?" And if you kind of look around, they, the the cultists are giving the kids like weird looks and stuff, like the the little girl is like standing at the grandmother's grave and one of them's like she looks up and one of them's just sort of staring right at her because they have an interest in these kids obviously but they set up at the funeral something that pays off later where the little girl uh charlie was her name she's eating a candy bar and the dad runs up he's like does that have nuts in it she goes no he says good because we don't we don't have the epi pen yeah so they set up right there that she's allergic to nuts, and you know, you know, an EpiPen. If you don't know, is if you're allergic to something and you come in contact with it, it can cause your throat to close up, and you can you can actually suffocate to death. And how you stop it is you stick a pin in your leg, and inject yourself with this stuff, and it immediately like op- like pulls your throat open and, and saves your life. And people that are extremely allergic to something have to carry one one of those around at all times. Um, which just sets up the best scene in the movie. <laughs> well, it does, yeah. But also, it's weird how why were the parents so so like unprepared? Like you know, at the, the scene where you know, like like you're gonna go to a party, take your sister, and like they really didn't give a shit, or they didn't say, oh, you, they weren't all worried about like make sure you have an epipen. You know, your 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 sister will fucking die if she eats peanuts. Yeah, or, yeah. Or anything. Like I'm like, why didn't they tell him to take an epipen with them? And why yeah. did they not ask? Uh, where exactly are you going? He's like, I take your sister. He's like, I'm going to a a school barbecue. She's like, well, take your sister. Yeah, it's like, you think at this point they would always have an EpiPen at all times. She's like, everywhere that girl went. Teenagers never go to a school barbecue. No. (laughs) Like, everywhere that little girl goes, there's got to be an EpiPen. Like, she should have, like, a little backpack she's required to wear that has one in it at all times, you know? Yeah. It Um, It seemed like the kid. What was the son's name? It was Peter. 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 Peter because you, didn't you, give a fuck. I, there was there was a time when I was allergic to stuff, stuff really bad, and they wanted me to uh, uh, take like all this like stuff to try to get over these. I had really bad allergies, and they said we're going to try to get you over this. And they said well, they wanted me to take this certain medication. Basically, what they do is they 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 introduce your body to the the very thing you're allergic to, and it takes like years. And by constantly shoving it in your face, you eventually build up a tolerance to it and kind of cure your allergy. This is real. And oh. they said, but you're going to have to have an EpiPen with you. So if you if your throat starts to close and I said, wait a minute, you're telling me there's a possibility that at any time I could start suffocating to death. And if I don't pull this giant needle out and shove it in my leg, I could die. And they go. And I said, well, that's 10 times scarier than the allergy. I said, I'll take the allergy. Fuck this. And I said, how long do I got to do this for? They said, five five years it would take to build up the tolerance. I said, I'll take the allergy over this EpiPen bullshit. It, that really happened. I mean, I, I, I was like, I'm not going to live my life every day worried that my throat's going to close up. Can you imagine? And then you have to stick a needle that's like the size of a nail into your leg. It's so big it goes through your blue jeans. 
So that's what an EpiPen is. So, you know. <laughs> Damn. Um, For everyone that didn't know. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know that. I, mean, I, I knew, knew the EpiPen thing, but I didn't know like what Ted was saying. Yeah, you jam, you have to jam it into your leg really hard and inject mm-hmm. yourself while oh. you're suffocating. Th- and if you and, and it and it forces your throat open and it's and allows you to breathe. Damn. And then you're supposed to immediately call nine one one and be taken to the hospital. And they they told me that, and I said, so that's the that's the all that's uh the what I have to worry about just to try to rid myself of these uh, very light allergies I have. And I said, I'll take the allergies. I'll take the, the slight runny nose. <laughs> Thank yeah. you very much. I'll take the itchy eyes. All right. <laughs> Yeah. So, so the girls got the girls got allergies. So they definitely set mm-hmm. that up real, real quick, and it's kind of obvious. Like it was right away, kind of a thing where you, where you notice. Very but I didn't notice the thing about all the people in the. I, I totally forgot about that line where she's saying like, oh, I don't know who you, who all you people are. Yeah. but I, re- I remember that later on. I didn't, but I, I didn't catch them staring at it. But one of the videos I watched on YouTube, if you look at the trailer, it shows the girl at the funeral, and, you, and the and the cultists are kind of looking at her weird. They're and they're smiling at her. Yeah. So, and I also noticed during that scene, a bunch of them were wearing the same necklace with the symbol on it that both uh, Tony Collette's character and the mother was wearing in the casket. Uh, is that the same and symbol you... on the wall? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they get home from the funeral, and then what happens? I don't remember. <laughs> I think almost right away, the 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 corner or the whatever whoever called them to tell them that the body was dug up, but then yeah. that happened like yeah. right away. Yeah, yeah. like the, the next day, Gabriel Byrne gets called, and they say somebody's desecrated your mother-in-law's grave, and he and he doesn't tell Tony Collette because he doesn't want her to be upset about it. But they say somebody has desecrated the grave. And he tells Tony Collette it was just like a billing issue and no big deal. The dad seemed fucking uber, like, clueless about everything. Like, how do you live yeah. in that family forever? He just seems like a normal guy who lives in a weird family that's got, like, all these issues. And he's just like a normal guy who does, I don't know what he does, but he just stays himself, sits in the living room and reads. It's very weird. One yeah. other thing that just popped into my mind that I thought was really clever was the Tony Collette's character's name is Annie Graham. And if you like oh, say it fast, it's anagram, anagram. Really? I, yeah, I just, I was just like, ah, ah, ah. I oh, see what you did there. I didn't notice that. <laughs> that's cool. You caught that. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, after that, the, the mother's thing that that's been. Uh, they said the mother's body's been dug up. Blah blah blah. They kind of and they don't really go to. It's not like they go look for the body or anything. They, so they don't. They, I don't think they ever clearly say the body was dug up. They just say that the grave was yeah. desecrated. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and, that's right. And, yeah. and the dad was like, "What does desecrated mean?" I'm like, it, "Somebody, somebody, everyone know what some, desecrated means?" Somebody spray painted the gravestone. I mean, exactly. Desecrated can mean a lot of things. It's, it means somebody, oh, yeah. somebody fucked with the grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. But, but they never tell us as the audience exactly what until the end. Where, where do we go from there, Alyssa? I don't. Uh, I seriously don't remember what happened. I don't think much happens. It's just kind of them living their their sad, pathetic existence for a while. Yeah, it's like it showed um, the daughter at school eating chocolate, and this is where I figured out what was going to happen to her. She sees the bird hit the window. And yeah. she goes outside at break and cuts its head off. And as soon as she cut the head off, I'm like, I know, I know. And I was right. You you knew. You knew that her head was going to get knocked the fuck off her body. Yes. 
Just from her doing that and her holding that head for like ever, it seemed like. Oh, like, it, it, when, when, she cut the, when she got the bird's head off, didn't she see her? She sees her grandmother's ghost yes. or something across the street, like, hello, hello, it's Granny. <laughs> yeah, hello. she saw it. And then later on, and then like later on in the day or whatever, she sees it again. And she goes outside and she's telling the bird head and she sees her grandma sitting outside and their mom takes her back in. And there's she's sitting in like fire. Yeah. In the middle of the forest. Oh yeah, yeah. She's sitting in like a circle of fire. And her mom and yeah. mom, mom comes out like, What are you doing? Fuck are you fucking stupid? Like, <laughs> yeah. like damn, could you be any like more that's fucked exactly up to what, that's, that, you know what, He's not lying. That's exactly what she sounds like. Oh my god, you yeah. fucking stupid are you fucking Brett, stupid. Bitch. Put your shoes on. <laughs> And then, like, a few uh, minutes later, that's when the teenage boy wants to go to the party, and she's like, uh, take Charlie with you. Charlie, oh, you're oh. going to the party. Oh, we missed up. They set up, too, that the, the grandmother, uh, the, the little girl, is she's the only one sad about Granny dying in the family. Yes. And she's sad because she was Grandma's favorite, and the Grandma kind of took care of her. And she says, well, now that Grandma's dead, who's going to take care of me? She says, well, I'm going to take care of you. And she says, well, what about when I, when you die? She says, well, then your brother will take care of you. So the, she's the only one that's upset, and they set up that she was the grandmother's favorite. Mm -hmm. uh, which is why I thought the movie was going to go a totally different direction, and it didn't go the way I was thinking. And that might be one of the reasons I didn't like it. But uh, that's set up, too, that she's the grandmother's favorite. But getting into the best scene of the movie, and you guys can descri describe it because it is the best scene of the movie is the son, uh, his friend texts him and he says, party tonight, party at, at, party at Beverly's tonight, bruh. Bring, bring your dick, bruh. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, typical, bring your dick. Yeah. Typical, like, you know, high school kid text message. So he goes to his mom and he's like, can I uh, use the uh, car tonight? She's like, where are you going? Oh, uh, there's like a school, school barbecue. It's just a friendly school get together. I'm just going to go. And she's like, are you eating here? He's like, well, I am going to eat here, but I'm going to eat, you know, whatever. And the mom's like, you can go, but you're taking your sister. You know, your sister needs to. And she's also and like, no drink. Uh, she's like, no drinking. He's like, uh, we can't even get drinks. We're not old enough. She's like, that's beside the point. Don't drink. That's, like, I'm not but that's, drink. A, that's something an actual teenager would say to their parents, thinking they'll throw them off. But parents are way fucking smarter <laughs> than that. She was just like, okay, he's not going to drink. Woo. I'm like, yeah, old no, no, you will have beer. It doesn't matter. And he says, take your sister. And he's like, your sister needs friends. Needs to interact with people. Go. And he's like, God damn it. But he, he reluctantly goes and he's, he's nice enough about it. He goes and gets his sister and they get in the car and they drive to this party. And uh, when they get to the party, it shows a couple of girls are making the, the food and they're cutting up nuts. There's a big plate yeah. of nuts and yeah, cutting nuts, them up. Yeah. And the very thing that the little girl established earlier is allergic to. I didn't even catch that right away. I'm like, was that walnuts? But I didn't even. Yeah. I forgot about the allergy thing yeah. for a second. Yeah. See, I, 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 I miss. I, I didn't miss anything in the movie. I didn't piece it together. But I, I caught the nuts thing uh, that she's allergic and yada yada yada. So, so what happens next, guys? So the son sees his crush and he asks her if she wants to smoke some weed because he's like, I've got the best weed ever. And then she's like, Yeah, we'll go upstairs. And he tells his sister, hey, Charlie, stay down here for a couple minutes. She's like, no, don't leave me. He's like, I'll just be there for a few minutes. I'll come back down. He's like, look, there's chocolate cake. And it's established she loves chocolate by this point in the movie. Yeah. He's like, just go up. She's like, I don't know these people. He's like, just go up to them, ask for a piece of cake. 
you know, I'll be back in a few minutes. So I can't just want to pussy. That's it. He's like, go get some goddamn cake before it's all done. I gotta go. I gotta go upstairs and you know, smoke some weed and hopefully get some real quick. <laughs> yeah, and, and he walks in and there's like a bunch of dudes sitting there. He's like, kind of like, God damn it! You're like, yeah, you want to smoke? Look, I my friend has weed. Everyone. Oh, like, when, when, when does my weed become everyone's weed? I offered it just to you. What the fuck? Ah, uh, dude, that's that's the way girls are, though, man. You're like, oh, this guy has a crush on me. He'll smoke everyone out. I got him under my finger now. So yeah, they're they're up there getting high, smoking bong rips and shit. She's down there eating cake, and then all of a sudden, you and know, like, like you see her face, you just know that there were guts in that cake. Or, I was like, oh, there's nothing in that cake. She's not going to anaphylactic shock. Yeah, her breathing, though. Her acting, her breathing, acting. Like, she was a good actress. I don't know if that's how she is yeah. in real life, but she really, if, if that's just the role, she nailed it. If, you know, but just, you're like, oh, I'm. <laughs> 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 yeah, All right, this, this show sounded like something totally different now. Oh. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, for a minute there, I was getting like, yeah, feeling that hyperventilating feeling, you know, just. Oh, I've done that a million times. I know it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he kicks back in like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to pay attention to my sister. You can't breathe. Oh shit. Let's go. Jump in the car. And they just. Yeah, they, yeah he, he's, he's a good brother because she comes yeah. in. He, he, he is a good brother because she comes in and she's like, I can't breathe. And he's like, what's wrong? And he just. There's, he immediately bails on this party and bails on the girl. And he's like running through the party carrying his sister. So. He he is a, he is protective and he's he cares about her. You know, he's. You th- I thought it was gonna be like, well, fuck you, ruining my fun. I'm about to get I'm about to get my dick wet and you're ruining it. You know, none of that. He was just uh, he was out of there carrying her to the car. You know, so which leads to the most horrifying thing in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that was a yeah. So they're they're driving down the street. He's a uh, you know he's he, he, he throws her in the back seat of the car and he gets in and just takes off towards the hospital. And he's driving like 80 miles an hour. She's in the back seat, uh, writhing around. She can't breathe. So she decides to roll the window down and she sticks her head out, I guess, trying to get more oxygen. And then that's when he sees a deer. And I'm presuming he's a little bit high, at least at the moment. Yeah, he's too. stoned. I thought that too. He, one of the reasons he didn't immediately tell anybody what happened is he was, yeah. he was stoned. So he swerves to avoid the deer. But when he swerves to avoid the deer, there's a telephone pole on the side of the road. And of course, Sister's head smacks the telephone pole. I knew then her head was cut off. And he just stops. And he's crying. He's like, and he's breathing. He's like, okay, it's going to be okay. And he drives off. I'm and like, it, it, it's a chilling scene the way because he, he pulls the car over. And it's it's really shocking when her head hits the pole. And he he uh, pulls the car over. And there's just this long, quiet scene. of He's just sitting there in the driver's seat looking straight ahead. And he's parked, in the, and they show he's out in the middle of nowhere, like in a desert. And he's like, he's he does not want to turn around. Like he's trying to make himself look in the rearview mirror, and he just can't bring himself to do it because he knows what's happened. That's exactly and, what I would have done. Have you ever done that where like you stub your toe really hard, and you're like, oh my god, it's probably fucking bleeding. I don't want to take the sock off. I'm afraid. I have that same feeling. Like, oh, he doesn't want to. I was like, please don't pan your ca- the camera over. I don't want to see this. Like, it would have really. It was a really fucked up thing because you've already felt bad for this girl the way that she was and all this shit and then this whole scene just rushed and happened in her head boom you're like please i don't want to see it i really i did not want to see that i'm but it I'm, was i thought i thought that scene was great i just loved the, the way yeah. the way you felt for him that he's he's in such shock because he's like i i know i know what just happened she she's dead and i can't even yeah make myself it's like it's like about a straight minute of him just sitting there staring ahead 
And then he, he never looks back. He just slowly yeah. starts driving and he just drives straight back home. And just goes to bed. Yeah, and just parks the car with his sister's headless body in the back. And he just gets out of the car. And if they show him walk through the house like he's a zombie, and he just walks up and gets in bed and lays down and is just staring into darkness like in, in, in disbelief and shock. Yeah, that whole scene, uh, too, where he gets out of the car is kind of a panned away shot. And it still doesn't show her body. So you you really yeah. don't know what happened yet. Like, you don't know what yeah. it looks like. So it's, really, not, it's you, weird. You didn't see the head come off. You 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 saw the telephone pole. And then you, and heard, you the, heard, heard, yeah. heard the sound. But you didn't see it happen. Um, and then the next morning, he's basically been lying in bed all night just staring into space. And you hear, like, his parents talking downstairs. And Tony Collette's like... Uh, uh, do you need anything? I'm going to go to the store. Okay, I'll, I'll be back in a bit. Da, da, da. And of course, you hear the sound of the, the door opening and closing, and she's clearly going out to the car. And then you hear just absolute pandemonium break loose and screaming and all this stuff. And then the big scene where you're like, wow, they cut to the girl's very realistic, smashed-faced, severed head sitting it's on the cut. side of the road covered in ants. Yeah. And all these cars are driving by, not even noticing it. And it's, it looks, it's really horrifying. It looks very realistic. Very, and it's that, it's yeah. just a little 12 year old girl. And her, like, her mouth is all smashed open from where the thing hit her. Yeah. And it's fucked up. And they, and they linger on it for like 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> it's, it's pretty, pretty realistic, man. Yeah. It, even that little bird was super realistic. Like, is that an actual bird? Yeah. They're cutting its fucking head off right now. Like, that looks too real. Right now, but yeah, I thought it was just really cool how you just—it was just him laying in a bed, and you could hear all the, you hear it going on in the background. So your ears are like perked. You're really listening to what's going on. You're like, oh, for a minute, I was like, okay, is he just fuck fucking? Is the hereditary thing him being crazy and all this shit? Because you you're never really sure. Like, there's parts of the movie where you're not sure what's going on. Who the fuck's crazy? I didn't know if it was the dad at one point. It was the son, the mom, the girl, and so I was like. Is she gonna come in like everything's fine, or just drive off and like maybe he was tripping? But no, yeah, yeah, her fucking head. <laughs> was... And the mom found the headless body just propped up in the back seat, and uh, and they never, well, they, they never really do. They never, there's never any. They're just right there, like they have a great scene. Tony Collette's lying on the floor, just screaming hysterical, like I don't want to live. Oh my god, just going crazy. And then Gabriel Burns trying to comfort her, and then it shows right to the funeral. They're showing the grave go down into the ground. And, or the coffin and Tony Collette's screaming and screaming and screaming. But there's never any sort of like investigation or talk about what happened. You know, yeah. like you think the cops would have come over and been like, okay, what the fuck? What is this about? But there was never any sort of like discussion or, or anyone questioning how this. She literally walked outside to find her daughter's headless body in the car. I think at this point, the reason for that was. They really didn't want you to know that it wasn't. They still wanted you to ponder: Is she crazy? Is this all fucking fake? Like it was this real feeling of like it wasn't giving you clear answers. So you were still kind of pondering the thought of: Is is this is this like real or is this not yeah. real? But no one ever no one ever says to uh, uh, the son like, "Excuse me, you drove off with your sister last <laughs> night, and then this morning we found her headless in the back of the car without a word. Can you explain that?" There's yeah. never that's there's never it's just kind of they just she's her head's cut off and then there's a yeah. funeral and then they're just all it's like a month a, a month later or something and everybody's kind of moved on with their lives, you know I don't know. Yeah, so, was, we're, we're missing weird. a very we're missing a very important part. Tony Collette had gone to a uh, after her mom died she yeah. went to like a, a self help group 
to for pe- for grieving people that talk to other people who lost someone. And she went after her mother died, and talked about her mother, and, and she sort of says in that whole scene about, you know, my mother wanted me to have a son, and I didn't want to have it, so I had a son, and I had a she tells the whole story, and then she doesn't go, and then when her daughter dies, she goes back to the same place, and it, she's and she's not going to go in, but some lady in the parking lot comes up like, oh, aren't you going to come in? I remember you. You were here a couple months ago, and she sort of makes friends with this other grieving person who lost her son and her husband and uh, or her grandson, her son and her grandson. Yeah. And they sort of become friends and they are called on each other in their moments of grief because one of them lost her son and grandson and Tony Collette lost her mother and now her daughter. So they kind of become friends, which is a, a lead into what, what happens next, uh, Sean? <laughs> well, another thing is, okay, so the whole thing is, it is a satanic cult. So, there's, there's stuff that she was saying in the meeting about her brother being a schizophrenic and he kills himself, right? Yeah. He kills himself. And then the mother had a dissociative identity disorder, which used to be referred to as multiple personality disorder. So that's also okay. something. But, but so it's, it's giving you these clues also because the, the, the grandmother was like the leader of this cult. So mm-hmm. they, need, they, they, they worship uh, – the uh, king of hell or something, Pyman. It, it was one of king the of kings mischief. of hell. King of mischief. It's the king of mischief. Yeah. Okay. So he's like very knowledgeable to arts and arts and all that arts and crafts or some shit. So that, that's why there's a lot of arts and shit because it has a lot to do with him. But it was giving you clues about how the grandmother had already tried doing this before with with her son, right? With with uh, Tony Collette's brother. So, yeah, so I mean that's mm-hmm. probably why he killed himself. And that's probably yeah. also why she didn't want a son. When she found out she was born with the son, she she wanted to terminate it because she didn't want the grandmother. You know, it's all this stuff where she blocked yeah. out memories, so it's like little bits and pieces. It's you know, it doesn't give you the full story. But and it, this had already happened before with the grandmother. They've already tried to like sacrifice the the grandson, or were they trying to transfer a soul to the body, a host? In the book, like in the attic, when she's raffling through it later on. Uh, they open in, there's that page about the King of Mischief, and it says he needs a young male body. Yeah, that's right, that's right. That's so right, that's yeah. why that's why I think the brother killed himself to avoid being the, the host, and then that's why Tony Collette tried to kill her, like she said she didn't want to have a son, but her mother sort of forced her to, and then she tried to terminate the pregnancy, and, every, and then she also has a sleepwalking issue where she was going to burn the son alive. While she was sleepwalking, her like the sun woke up and he was yeah. covered in, in paint thinner, and she yeah. was about to light him on fire to kill him, uh, in order to stop the the satanic cult that her mom was a part of from resurrecting Pazuzu the whatever whatever. <laughs> yeah, she also did. She wouldn't let her her mother Tony Clyde wouldn't let her mother the grandmother even touch the son. No, which is also like thing sh- showing that you know she didn't want him to do anything to him. But then she had the daughter. Who like was 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 the grandmother's favorite, and then she told her she said that she wished that she she was a boy. Like she wished that she told Charlie that she wished that she was a boy. It's probably why she had a boy's name. Oh, I forgot I forgot about that. Yeah, because the Tony Collette said, "Yeah, I was a tomboy too." She said that Grandma wanted a boy. Yeah, so she she, she would tell her like, "I wish you were like," because she thought. That, that was probably the best specimen. But she's like, "I wish you were a boy." Like you know, that's probably why she got a boy's name, Charlie. Also. I noticed um, the grandmother also used to make in, like embroidered pillows and doormats and stuff. And Tony Collette's going through the boxes, and she pulls out one that has her name Annie on it. 
and then one that says Charles, and that's obviously meant for the younger daughter. And those are the only two pillows that are made. So it's like the girl's name is Charles. Okay. Turned yeah, to yeah, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, more arts, more arts and craft shit. <laughs> More arts and crafts stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, grandmother was crazy, and there's this whole satanic cult of, of crazy. And it, it runs in her blood. It has to be, it has to, it's a hereditary thing. It has to, it's someone in her, like, there's so many cult Which is followers. where you get the title from. Yeah, so it, the, whatever it is, is in, it's in her blood. It runs in her, and it has to stay in her, her like, bloodline, whatever they're trying to do with this Pyman fella. <laughs> With Pazuzu Padamame. Padame? Padme Amidala. Padme Amidala, yeah. The, god, the goddess of hell. That's what happened to her. Padme Amidala. Yeah, so, we, we, okay, uh, where are we at? Where are we at here? <laughs> we're, we're at the, uh, the sun is dead, uh, and then she, oh, oh, she is, she's at Michael's buying some supplies to, to build a new model. And she runs into her new best friend from the health group who lost the son and son and grandson and says, um, oh, my gosh, I just happen to be at Michael's buying supplies, too. What a coincidence. You know what? I have I have I am so happy. I have learned I, I went to a, a psychic who, you know, or I did a seance. And I'll tell you, any movie when they introduce a seance scene, you kind of lose me. I think seance scenes in movies are usually really cheesy. And and that's what I was kind of like. No, don't do a seance in this, please. Don't do a seance. It's something about it in movies dr- drives me nuts. Yeah, think, sometimes. Yeah, I think it's like Insidious. I loved Insidious, and they have to do the stupid seance where she puts the gas mask on, and I was like, oh no, it's so it's so stupid. Um, but she says, come to my house right now. So they go. To, she goes to her house. Well, she was she very said, insistent on this, right? She yeah, like yeah. Tony Clay kept trying to walk away. She kept grabbing her shoulder, pulling her back, pulling her back, and like you're like, damn, this girl, like she is obviously pushing for some reason. This yeah. is not just a everyday. Oh, I saw you in the parking lot. Listen to what happened to me. It's great. It's more like she she had a plan. Like she had to had to get this started. Yeah. So she goes and she says, I she taught me how to summon my my grandson. And so I can talk to him. So they have like typical seance on a candle. They turn the lights off. They have a, a glass and she, they put, put their hands on it. And she goes, whatever her grandson's name is, Sean, Sean, I'm going to call him Sean. Sean. It was Louie. Louie, whatever. If you're here, <laughs> move, move, move the glass, move the glass. And the glass starts moving. In a cool way, and, though. It looked really cool. Like I was interested in it. Yeah. And Tony Collette kind of yeah. comedically looks under the table for wires and stuff. And then she says, now – Pick up the chalk and draw on the chalkboard. You know, so so this was Louis's chalkboard. So you got to get something that belonged to the person you're trying to reach. So he starts drawing on the chalkboard, and and Tony Collette's just losing her mind over this. So she gives her the instructions, like, "This is go if you want to do it. Make sure your whole family's in the house and read this uh, passage exactly. It's all in another language. But read it exactly, and you will be and and, and get the item that meant something." to the person you're trying to reach, and you will be able to talk to them. So Tony Collette goes home, and in the middle of the night, her uh, there's a, yeah, her son has, um, she has a nightmare that was a creepy scene where she wakes up, and she's covered in ants. Mm-hmm. And then she sees ants going down the hall, and she follows the ant trail into her son's room, and her son is covered in ants all over his face, and they're going in and out of his mouth, and it's really disgusting looking. And then the son starts imagining, like, his mom's, like he has a nightmare that his mom's trying to pull his head off. 
Yeah, and then yeah. and then he wakes up and shit, and she's like, "Oh, it wasn't me! I swear to God!" Oh, it's yeah, like she, oh, so she wakes she wakes yeah. up. He's like she's like standing over him or something. Yeah, he's we're like, both in this room trying. and the door's closed. It's only us and <laughs> and, he, and she's like, "Don't tell your father, please! Don't tell your father." I th- that happens like a random scene. Well, anyway, she gets the family together like four in the morning. The sun is like barely creeping out. It says we're going to do this seance, and they're all, of course, like this is insane. I don't want to do it. But they get the art book, like a little sketchbook that she was always drawing in, and they use it, and they do the whole thing, and the glass starts moving, and they, they actually summon the little girl, and everyone gets hysterical, and the son starts crying hysterically. That was and, a good the, scene, man. That and the, was and the dad scene. is screaming, and then suddenly Tony Collette starts talking with the girl, the daughter's decapitated. That's when I became terrified. She actually like gets possessed by the daughter, like, and starts talking in her voice. And they throw water in her face and snap her out of it. Mom, 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 what, what, what's going on, mom? Yeah, why is everyone so scared? That was that was that was a that was a great scene. Like that was that was when it really started to pick up, and you feel the energy, and it's like Tony Collette's like she's fucking all over the place, man. Like she really. Did a great job. She's a lunatic in this movie. Yeah. I mean, you feel bad for Gabriel Byrne like trying to. You feel bad for Gabriel Byrne trying to live with her and like keep stay calm because she's clearly crazy. Yeah, that dude was just like the most like, <laughs> like uh, spaced out. Like he didn't give a fuck about anything in that house. He was just like, <laughs> like, like that house altogether was creepy. There's all these creep, this creepy artwork shit going on. It's and out in the middle of the woods. Even after like the the. People are dead and shit. Like there's, she has. They have that like model of the house, but underneath it, it's like the grave underneath the house or something. Like it starts from the yeah. bottom on the staircase. It starts from the bottom, showing it looks like it looks like it's underground, but then it, and then the camera pans up, but it's like the dirt building up to underneath the house. Like there's the model house on top yeah. of this thing. And they, I, it's just weird. And then yeah, then she got the model, and there's the like. You think you should be making a model of your son? Oh, and, oh and, yeah, and, she and, made and your the, daughter yeah. with the head. <laughs> He comes. He comes in. She's literally made a model of her son driving the car and the headless daughter and the daughter's knocked off head lying in the street next to a telephone pole. She's actually made a model. And the dad's just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" It's like, "I'm just making a model of of our daughter." You know, like, he's like, "Good God!" Do you want Peter to see this? It's, this is not about him. <laughs> this is a, what do you him. say, like a, a unbiased uh, view or something of the accident. <laughs> I don't even remember. I swear it was kind of creepy that she was making a model of her decapitated daughter and actually had the head on the street and everything. Yeah, you know, and like the, a trail of blood from the head too, like from the car to the head. Like yeah. she'd paint a trail of blood. That's, she was getting all into that shit. Was she painting the blood or was she painting the ant? <laughs> I, I think uh, it it looked like blood to me, yeah. but it could, it, <laughs> I think the ants would have like been little dots. Like she was drawing yeah. like a straight like line. Yeah. It's weird, but also that the other lady who who saw her in the parking lot at the Michaels, one of those whatever fake Michaels store, uh, Joel's, the one that did the, brought her over and did the seance and all that. She was also talking about when she when she saw Tony Collette in the car and that one scene. She was saying how how her grandson and her son died already from being drowned, or mm-hmm. like which is which was kind of like signs that they've already tried this on other males, but it doesn't work outside of the bloodline. Do you remember that? Oh, I get. Oh yeah. Be, uh, yeah. So her family tried it on them. It didn't work. Okay. Yeah, that like like sense. oh yeah, my grandson and my son died. Blah blah. He was seven years old, and so it was kind of hints towards like like it's all these boys are dying. It's like maybe they're trying different ways. Like it's got to be in the bloodline of the uh, whatever the grandmother has to 
There's a lot of shit in the story, man. The way we were... It, it's a lot... Yeah, yeah, it's a lot to follow. That's why I think one of the reasons... Like, it's a movie... When I saw it, I didn't really get it. But talking about it, thinking, and watch, and hearing discussions about it, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, you really got to pay attention. And, and a lot... There's a lot of stuff told. Like, there's a scene where, where, it, where she was talking about the, the son and she wouldn't let let her uh, the grandmother touch the son but when she had the daughter like the grandmother w- w- always had to feed the daughter she's like oh you like she always had the she always had to take her and give her a bottle but then later on you see the little the little model that she made is like the grandmother was breastfeeding the daughter you know what I mean yeah. like she, she was she was nurturing her from a from a young age like she would breastfeed the daughter the little model of the grandma with the Ted out you're like what the fuck <laughs> and she goes yeah. in and like just turns it around towards the camera and you're like oh that's fucking creepy Right. Cool shit so, like that. And there's also other scenes with the grandma in the bedroom, or I think and there's like people in the door. It's, she gets really into these models. I mean, it made me want to go, literally go to Michael's and buy some shit and make little cool, cool horror scenes. You know? <laughs> it was like really interesting. I want to see that. Like, make yeah. one before I come up next time, and I'll. I'll tell you how good you are at it. You should it. do a little, yeah, do a little model. You make a little, you can make an Instagram of nothing but your model work. Yeah, if I had the time, you know what? You spend months and months on, and then you take one picture. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, really, yeah. So it's I can't imagine doing this little carving, and you got to get the you got to get the little magnifying glass. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 the eyepiece and everything. That fancy heads, yeah, the headset thing, yeah. It seems like a very expensive hobby, uh, but um, so where are we at? Yeah, so, so the, yeah, the the uh, the they do the seance at the house, and the dad, then the dad's finally like, Push, fucking stop this shit. And the son's it's, like, it's Gabriel oh, Byrne. Oh, like, oh, stop this shit. I'm Gabriel Byrne. Yeah, it's from Gabriel Byrne. So the son goes to school, I guess. Is this when he goes to school and starts beating his face on the desk or something? Yeah, he, like, he just he gets yeah. all crippled and his and his face really looks like he like Yeah. He whatever he did, if that I don't know if that was CGI, but it looked really fucked up. He broke the shit out of his nose. Yeah, it just yeah. but like when he's like, <sighs> like his face was all weird, and his eye was red, and his hand <laughs> oh, was yeah, like yeah, up, yeah, yeah. and you're like, yeah. and then he's like, bam, bam. But you're like, just the look on his face when it just panned to his face, and you look like something has taken control of him. Like you're like that, like is that CGI or is that kid just really good? Because leading up to this, that kid was a, you're like, this kid sucks at acting. Like his guys, let's get let's get high brows, get underneath the bleachers, and oh, I can't breathe, and all this shit. I got weed, oh, weed's good. Like, you're like, this kid's kind of a half-ass actor at this point. And then t- towards whole, the end... His whole acting job was just to sit there and quietly stare with sad eyes. That was yeah. his whole acting. But at the end, he gets all, like, he, there's a lot more goes on where they involve him and in his acting skills, like that scene especially. And uh, it's just... I don't know. That was that was a really weird scene, but that's the scene in the trailer I really liked, where he just like hits his face and he just jumps back and he's like, "Whoa!" And fucking it's, the chair kicks out or the desk kicks out. Like I remember seeing that in the trailer. It was kind of exciting. So they they do that. Uh, that happens to the son, and the dad has to go pick up the son. And then I think at this point, the mom like crazy shit starts happening. Like she goes up into the daughter's bedroom, and the book, the book that uh, that she that that they used as little art book they use to summon the daughter is is turn the pages are turning on their own and images of the brother being drawn over and over again in the book uh and so the mother grabs the book and says oh god we gotta i'm gonna fucking end this right now and she runs downstairs and chucks it in the fireplace but when she chucks it in the fireplace her 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 sleeve on her clothes catches on fire yeah so she Mm -hmm. she pulls it out and stomps the fire out and when she does that 
the, the, the fire on her arm goes out, so she realizes some, for whatever reason, she's connected to the book, and if she tries to burn the book, she'll burn herself up as well. So she goes back to the house of the woman who has been helping her with the, doing the seance stuff, and, and by the way, the son sees the seance, the lady, the, the friend with the dead kids. Oh, yeah. Ta- yeah. Sees her at the school, like, in Peter! the distance. Peter! Yeah, the, Peter! Yeah, the, the, the same way the daughter saw the grandma. So Tony Collette goes to her house, and she's not there, I guess, because she's out across the street from the school. And she doesn't answer the door, but then she looks down and notices there's a she has a doormat. And it's the exact same type of doormat that her mom used to make. Her mom sewed doormats, and she realizes, oh, my God, this woman, that that's one of my mom's doormats. has her name in it. What the fuck? So she runs home and starts ripping up all her mom's boxes, and she finds all the doormats realizing, okay, this woman knew my mom, and then she finds all these books, like picture books, and starts flipping through them, and has pictures of like these weird satanic rituals, and I guess it's all the people that were at the funeral, and her mom's in a wedding dress, and it was almost like, did she marry Satan? What happened? She's in a wedding dress, and the woman that's been helping her and taught her how to do the seance is in all the pictures with her dead mom. So she realizes this woman knew her mom, and... The seance she taught there with her was not really to resurrect the daughter. It was to, like, curse the family or yeah. something. Or something. Yeah, they're, what they're trying to do is put this soul of Paimon or whatever it is. Of Padme Amidala. <laughs> yeah. Let's, in, just call her, let's call it Padme Amidala. Yeah, they're trying to put that into yeah. the, the, the boy or whatever. They're doing this weird, like, it. it she wasn't there at the house but it shows their kitchen table and there's this there's a big triangle which earlier in the in the movie you saw that same triangle on the floor in the mother's bedroom where she like were you in my mom's room and there was a big triangle on the ground right there's also the weird little light things that go through the room that uh that they see like the sun sees one go through the classroom yeah the blue light i think that was supposed to be a soul because once once that thing zooms in and then that's when the 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 boy is has become. That's when Charlie's soul was into the the boy's body. I think. Yeah, I don't know. See, this is where the movie starts losing me, and I have no fucking clue what's even happening anymore. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a little, it's yeah. It does take a little bit of a paying attention to. Like, it's not just. I, I, I don't think movie. it's paying attention. I because I was fully. I think it's a lot of, a lot of it's open to interpretation, and you got to just kind of say, mm-hmm. okay, I think this is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so that the son comes home and his nose is broken and they carry him up and put him to bed. And then Tony Collette said, oh, oh, Tony Collette, for whatever reason, goes up into the attic to look for something. And, and when all he these op- flies, flies come out. Yeah. All these flies come down and she climbs in. There's flies everywhere. And she's looking around and she finds at the, remember the beginning, her mother's grave was desecrated. Well, uh, uh, they show that Gabriel Byrne gets photos. The, the the cemetery actually sends him photos of the desecration, and the grave's actually been unearthed. Um, yeah, so somebody yeah. has dug yeah. it up. Well, at, Tony Collette finds the mother's body up in the attic, and its head has been cut off. Somebody has cut the corpse's head off, and the body is laid out with candle a candle next to it in the attic. So she and, runs back. Or go and ahead. the symbol that was on the necklaces is painted on the wall with blood. Yeah. So she runs back downstairs, losing her mind, and Gabriel Byrne comes home, puts the kid up there asleep with his broken nose, 
And she says, oh, my God, this is craziness. Oh, my God. Go over the attic. My mother's body is in the attic. It's up there. And Gabriel Burns like, you've lost your fucking mind. Yeah, stop it. Come attic. on. Fuck you. He hasn't lost her mind. It is up there. He's like, you've lost your fucking mind. So she's like, please just look at the attic, please. So Gabriel Burns opens the thing and all these flies come out. He's like, whoa. Oh, he climbs up there and you hear, and you hear him go, oh, my smell. God. Oh. Yeah, he immediately goes, oh, my God. He comes down. He's like, what the fuck? So. And he's like, it was you. He's like, you're the one that dug up your mother. Yeah, so he starts blaming her, and then she gets the book. She says, we have to end this if we can burn this book, the the drawing book that our daughter had. It'll end it, but I can't burn it, because if I burn it, it'll catch me on fire, so you gotta burn it. She knew she she would catch on fire, but she couldn't kill herself, so she wanted her husband to do it, so she wouldn't have to kill herself. Yeah, she's thinking if he does it, it won't kill me. Um, so no, she, starts, she knew she would die. She just wanted him to do it so she wouldn't, because she didn't have the strength to do it herself. Oh, really? Okay. So she starts dousing in kerosene and you know screaming and then begging him to do it, and he won't. He's just being. I'm not doing that. And finally, he agrees. And he and oh, no, I think he he won't do it. No, she, he won't do it. So she grabs it, throws it in the fire, and he catches on fire. Now, why did he catch on fire instead of her? Was that ever explained? Maybe you know when she like dumped like some she like he's holding it right there next to his shirt and she like dumped shit. Remember she dumped like yeah the, she <laughs> the poured. lighter fluid on you like in the yeah. house. <laughs> like, we gotta no that I don't think I don't know if that was really explained. That's a, that was a weird part. But instead of burning her up, it burned him up, which wasn't explained. Why did it burn him instead the of devil her? Devil wanted to get rid of another male. Get rid of that male. But it just engulfed him in flames, and he's standing there engulfed in flames, and. Then the son wakes up and walks downstairs, you know, the slowest, again, talking about, like, movie dragging out. It takes him, this is like 10-minute scene of him just slowly <laughs> walking down the hall, down the stairs, through the, and he finds his dad's burned-up body um, lying by the fireplace, and he freaks out. And then the camera, then there's some weird naked man standing in the corner, which was pretty creepy. It's a yeah. weird, pale, naked yeah. man. He sees him in the dark. And then the camera pans up, and his his mom is, like... Oh, when he wakes up, his mom like crawl is crawling across yeah. the wall in the background, like a like Spider Man or something. Yeah, shit. like where you could barely see. It. You're kind of like, wait, did I just happen? What was that? What was? That? And that's the reason why I'm not sleeping tonight. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes downstairs, and after he finds the body, the camera pans, and the mother is like stuck to the roof, looking down. It looks like that scene in Batman versus Superman <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> At, at the very beginning, when the cop is like in the building and he turns in Batman, he finds the guy with the Batman. Uh, he's burned the Batman logo, and then he pans and you see Batman is up in the corner. Like it, it seriously reminded me of that scene in Batman vs Superman with Batman's up I in the corner. I am Collette. Yeah, she looks like Batman stuck up in the corner. <laughs> and then, then what happens? What the fuck happens in this movie? Then she drops down. She starts chasing the sun up. He goes up into the attic and locks himself in. She's yeah. like on the ceiling, banging her head against the door. He's like, oh. "Mommy, mommy, stop!" Oh, oh, and, oh, and, and the mother's corpse, the grandmother's corpse, has vanished at this point. Yeah. It's no longer there. And that was a good scene when you hear the banging and Tony Collette is violently banging her head into the yeah, attic door. Yeah, that was a great scene. Because you, if that, you, the way you picture it is, she's just down there pounding up with her fist. But no, she was down there pounding with her head, like upside it's, down. It's going the, so fast. It's like it's like a it's like a. a it's like a, a woodpecker. And then he's up there in the attic and he turns around and notices three naked people behind him and he's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here and he jumps out the window, like <laughs> yeah, a two-story no, no, window. No, no. 
before, before he jumps out the window, he hears a sound, looks up, and his mother is somehow now in the attic. Yeah, even though she's garroting her head off, and she's floating, and she is sawing her own head off. She's floating up in the top, and she's literally has like a piece of wire wrapped around her neck, and she's sawing her own head off with. That it. was a fucking great scene. Like yeah, that, the sound yeah. of that just like. So, so he runs and it dives out the window and hits the ground and he's unconscious. And then you see the weird blue lights you've been seeing in the movie. One, like they focus on him and they hit him right in the back. And it's like they go in his body and he wakes back up. And he looks over and I didn't catch. Uh, he, he sees his mom walking across the field to the tree. Oh, and by the way, the no, mother. She's we floating totally, with no head. Yeah, she's, she's floating. floating. Yeah. We totally forgot about this. The mother, after the daughter dies, the daughter likes sleeping in the treehouse. Well, the mother is so distraught over the daughter, she can't sleep. So she starts sleeping in the treehouse every night because it's the only place where she can get any sleep, is yeah. this treehouse. So the, the mother floats. I didn't catch that the mother's head was missing when she floated. Yeah, it was missing. Also, well, he, the son, when he woke up, he'd always look out the window and he'd see the treehouse and like the lights on in it. I'm, I was like, okay, there's something going to happen with him in the treehouse, obviously. The mother had a she had a space heater on in the treehouse, so he always sees yeah. this red glow from the space heater. Oh, you know what though? When when she cut her head off, you hear the this is after the kid was already on the ground. You hear a small thing fall. You didn't hear a body go boom. You heard this the head fall. Yeah. The head just like oh really boom boom yeah yeah. yeah. And I was kind of like that that was a little sound for a body and a head. That's because the head, body was floating. Now I just remember that. Yeah. Well, he sees the dog. He sees the mom just ascend, like float into the treehouse, and he gets up, starts walking, and he sees all these naked cult people are standing in the woods watching him, and then he climbs up into the treehouse, and there's like a whole satanic cult in the treehouse, and they're all worshiping a statue of some king guy that's up there. It's it's Padme Amidala. Padme Amidala's up there. Yeah, yeah, a statue of Padme Amidala. That's the, the daughter's grand- head. It was the daughter's head with a crown on. And I did not catch that that was the daughter's head. Uh, somebody said it was, but I didn't notice at all that that was the daughter's severed head. Yeah, it was the daughter's head. Mm-hmm. At first I was like, oh, what is Oh, no, it's the daughter's head. with Because remember, she was drawing crowns on, on birds and shit. Yeah. I somehow did not notice that that was the daughter's severed head, which is why I want to see the ending again. So, okay, go back a little bit to the scene where, where he's beating the shit out of himself in, in school, right? And then, mm-hmm. and then, uh, no, what, what was he walking down the, the hall and you see the, the light kind of go down the hallway and just take off? What was that? What part was that at? Was that at it, the same scene? It showed to, it, it went to the classroom he was heading into and you see the teacher waving at him from the door. It's just showing the light was, in the classroom, I that think he that was, was the, I think I was the, the soul. I think I was like the, the girl's soul floating yeah. through, checking on shit. And then when he jumps out of the window, the soul goes into his back. And then that's yeah. when it's he has become Charlie. Charlie's in there. Yeah, just kind of, yeah. He gets possessed by Charlie because he wakes up and goes, which she did the whole movie. That clicky sound for some reason. Yeah, which is fuck. That's weird. that's and, that's kind of unnerving. Unnerving. But, that, the, but to make to yeah. make, to, to start wrapping this up, the bodies are. The, the grandmother's severed head, rotten, her skin's all black because she's been dead for a while. And the mother, Tony Collette's heads are like down like their, their bodies are down like they're worshipping Padme Amidala. They're, they're, they're decapitated bodies and all the gods are, all the cultists are there. And the sun comes up and they put a, I a guess crown they, just, on they put it. a it's crown, a crown. On his head. They put a crown on his head and they say, now you're Padme Amidala. Char- the- he said Charlie, though. Charlie. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they were like, you're in the wrong body, but now you're in the proper body now. Yeah. 
But see, this is where the movie falls apart because nothing, none of this makes any sense. Like, okay, why did they resurrect Charlie and put Charlie in the sun? They needed a boy, but they put the daughter's soul in the boy. And because the daughter because, was always the grandmother's favorite. Yeah, and, yeah. So she, uh, they wanted to put her body into the her into the boy's body to make like the perfect host. Yeah. But if the Charlie's in there, then how is how is he Padme Amidala? Didn't they put Padme Amidala into the boy to make the boy into Padme Amidala? I thought they used the boy as the vessel to bring back this god, but they put Charlie in there. I think I don't know. I think it's had to do with Charlie being something, yeah, and being the favorite and drawing the, all the sh- fucking king and plus, stuff. And they had a, they had a picture of the grandma in the treehouse that said Queen Lee. And I'm just assuming, because of the title hereditary, that whatever she had passed down to the granddaughter. And I think she what... was married to the devil, because they th- th- she was queen. They said this guy was a king. That Padme Amidala was a king, and she was a queen. And I think it's they the photos of the cultist, she was in a wedding dress. So I think she yeah. married the, the demon king, like Rosemary's baby, sort of. Mm-hmm. Which is actually a movie the director said he was inspired by when he made oh, it's, this. It's extremely Rosemary's Baby. It's a, it's definitely in that that lineage of movies. Yeah, and then that's basically the movie ends with him looking in the screen. She's putting the the king's thing on his head, right? Yeah, and it's just kind of spaced out, like. But again, it was it was a well put together movie. My my gripes with the movie is, and I, I said I was going to do this earlier and I'll do it. Is the talk about this, it, people saying this is like the scariest movie of all time. And I I don't think once in the movie was I creeped out at all. I was shocked when the girl got her head knocked off. But I wasn't. that's not a scary scene. It was shocking. Yeah. But, I mean, with the, all these blurbs on, um, I, I mean, uh, here's a haunted house movie for the ages. Wall Street Journal. Um, it's, it, uh, let's see. Uh, this movie has a devastating sense of dread terrifying thriller that pins you to the back of your chair and paralyzes you with fear. So These are actual there are parts though. There are parts that I could see that for especially for your everyday movie watcher. But. Okay, for me while this was so, so scary, I don't know if uh you Ted were I know you you're from Georgia, but were you raised in a religious household or not not anything? super duper, not super duper, but not not, you know what I'm saying like Sort of middle of the road. Okay, so I actually went to a Lutheran school, and during that time, we were taught that demonic possession was a very real thing. And even though I'm no longer religious in that sense, it still gets to me to this day because I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a real thing. Because it was ingrained in me for so long. And I think a lot of people have that thought still. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why so many people find it terrifying, is because it's been ingrained in them that that's a real thing. It's been taught, it's just been like hammered into them. That that's a real thing, that yeah. that actually happened. I mean, that's but see, but see, the her. the Exorcist, I think, is scary as shit. That I movie can, is. I I've never watched that. I cannot make myself watch that again because of what I just said. Because well, that movie, I, I've seen that. If I make a list of movies, I've seen the most. Exorcist being like my top ten, and that movie today, I've seen it a million times. You you watch it now, it's still a creepy, scary movie, and I I think that movie's legitimately scary, and I did not find this movie scary at all. And I, I thought it was kind of, my problem was I thought it was, they made it too complex to the point that when I walk out of a movie, I kind of like to go, that, this is what happened. That movie, it's like, 
we just had an hour-long analysis of what happened, and I don't think anyone here still fully gets it. You know, and fine, I mean, that's maybe it's a smart too smart for me. I don't know, but I, yeah. I cannot explain to somebody exactly what happened in the movie. Yeah, because there's, there's the Satan stuff and this, whoever this Padme thing is, right? And the, <laughs> and the arts and crafts and all this. I mean, that's not really explained too much in the movie, so it just you have to like kind of like look it up. I mean, so there is stuff. Yeah, it does. It does take a little discussion to really get this. You know, I'm, I don't think anyone really fully got it, but I feel like I actually got a, a lot of it. And there's just for those 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 few scenes that are just really really good. Like I, I thought yeah. those for your average movie watcher, dude. That shit is. Te- I bet you the head scene where she's cutting off her own head. That dude, that is fucking terrifying, and that looks so good. Mm-hmm. What is, what was the relevance of the heads being cut off? Like, why'd they dig up the grandmother and cut her head off? And then the daughter had her head removed, and then Tony Collette was cutting her head off. What was the and then the bird? What was the relevance of removing the heads? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I yeah, I wanna I wanna like, <laughs> exactly. see, but see, I'm interested. I'm interested right now, and I want to look it up and see. In most movies, I don't give a shit after I watch it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, good or not. But now, like, I I kind of feel like I need to know that answer. See, but I think that's the thing. It's like. I'm not saying a movie has to have all the answers, but this movie had a lot. I'm like, why were they cutting their heads off? Uh, I don't know, because it, it was creepy. But but why? But why? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that seems to be the answer. I don't know. It was creepy, I guess. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Let's so, see. Just in my interpretation, it's kind of like um, an action that, like, if you're cutting someone's head off, you have power. Like, you're... Because... Like, a head contains the brain, which is, like, you know, the computer of the body. And if someone's cutting someone's head off, that's a really intense act. It requires a lot of strength and power. And I think that's something that they're trying to convey is that it's a really powerful thing that it's just whoever's cutting the heads off, they have power. Right. It's definitely a movie when it's out on video, I will watch it again. I think it's a movie that requires more than one viewing. And it might be a movie I grow to like, but just upon, I, I went into the movie super hyped because of all the hype around it and saying, and again, I just, when it got to the end, I was kind of like, let's wrap it up and ready to go home. You know, and I, I just, I don't know. I, I just, it's a movie that I don't think a week from now I'll remember seeing. And oh, I, can't, I definitely and I, will. I don't like, and I, I can't believe that though, because it, everyone's going on about it, they love it, but I'm like, I don't know. I, just, I see all my friends tweeting, oh my God, it was the greatest thing. And I just... I don't know. I I didn't feel a whole lot watching it. Pay- yeah, I was payment. It's payment. P A I M O N. I knew how to say his name. I just didn't want to say it because I'm still scared. <laughs> Padme Abaddon. We we gotta get. I, you know what I would love. You know what I think would be the greatest thing ever is uh, you 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 gotta avoid copyright so you don't show the screen. I would love for Alyssa to do Exorcist movie night. She, she watches it, but just keeps a camera on herself the whole movie. Oh God! And, and we can all put it on at the same time. She twitches it out, and we'll all, she gets her viewers say, "We're going to watch The Exorcist." And you do the thing where you go, "Okay," you pause it at like the Warner Brothers logo, and you say, "Okay," in ten seconds, press play, and we'll watch The Exorcist with Alyssa on Twitch. You know, and obviously, don't show the screen so you don't break any copyrights. I think that'd be fucking amazing to watch because <laughs> if, if 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 she's scared of possession stuff, I think. I think you will be a stone cold corpse by the end of that movie. I'll only do it if I'm with Sean. That is the only way. 
I'm Sean, gonna well, okay, well, I don't know when you two are getting back together, but Sean does. Get on the phone. So I, I want this. I really want this to happen. I think it'd be a great thing. And I think you could upload the whole video, record it, put it on your YouTube, and you could be like, watch The Exorcist with Alyssa. And it'd be like, <laughs> it'd be, you have a video of Alyssa, and you watch it with her, and it's. It, it, I think it would be tremendous just seeing her face. I, I would... I would watch the whole movie if I had a video of Alyssa losing her mind to watch with it. <laughs> John, genius idea or not? Oh, I got two months. Should be here for two months. It's coming when? When can, when? when can we set this up? Basically July 7th <laughs> okay. to September. In, in July, will you two watch The Exorcist on Twitch? <laughs> not in July. That's my birthday month. Don't scar me for my birthday. Birthday month. <laughs> Watch it on Twitch. Watch it on Twitch and stream it out. It, it'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be so great. Uh, I actually have a look, Twitch account too. Like you got you got a month. Just think about it. I need to watch it because everyone's like it's one of the best movies ever made. And I feel like if I want to be a true film buff, I need to watch it. But I'm terrified at the prospect of it. It's 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 to me one of those few movies that to me is a perfect movie. Like there's not one moment in that movie that I go that I don't like that that should be changed. It's from beginning to end. It is incredible. You know, I'll be honest. I haven't. I, don't, I never actually watched it. Oh shit! So there you go. This is gonna be great. You two, two people who have never watched it, watching it. This is gonna be great. This is gonna be great. I am Sean's so gonna be excited. Fine. About I'm gonna be the one that's like ah, ah, ah. I am so excited about this. I can't. You even can bury it. your head right here in my lap. You can hide your head right there in my lap. Hey, and this thing right here on this website, I looked it up real quick. I was trying to skim it, but I'm not good at reading and listening to you guys and talking at the same time. But at the end, it says, Peter, the king of pain. Peter. Oh. It says, ultimately, we're left with the most indelible image in the film filled with, filled with them. Peter, the king of pain, who fell into his position of virtue of nothing more than circumstance. Well... That's all I have to say about that. This, now, this I, I mean, this is a long explanation. I'm sure yeah. I can look and get all kinds of answers right here, but yeah, I'm I'm sure there's a. I I, I no longer care about this movie. I'm more focused on uh this whole Exorcist <laughs> movie night. <laughs> I will sorry, tell you, though. After the movie ended, I was terrified that the uh, older man at the theater was going to like come and attack me. So I kind of ran out of the theater. <laughs> I was like, no, no. I'm scared of it right now. This is gonna be but then so I immediately great. called Sean. I'm like, hey, hey. It's going to be so great. You did so great. You texted me, actually. So I messaged you first, and then I called you because I was like, I was still shook up. I'm like, I got to hear his voice. Oh, I got to yeah, hear you it. Did, you did call. I'm like, I was like laughing. She's like, you think it's funny? That You think my <laughs> being scared is funny? I'm like, yes, because I doubt this movie is going to be scary. You know what I mean? I, and, I, and, and y'all, guys, y'all need to watch The Exorcist, the uh, extended cut. Because that includes one of the most famous scenes. It's crazy. One of the most iconic scenes in The Exorcist is not even in the real movie. And no one even saw it. And the movie came out in 1974 or 75. I think 74, 75. And, and there's a scene called The Spider Walk. It's what's that's, that's oh, I have that, seen clips of that. that it, no, what's crazy is that, was, that scene, it was people think that was always there. That was not in the movie until 2000, until the year 2000. They re released it for like the 25th anniversary. And that's when they put that scene back in the movie. And it's still only in. Uh-huh. They have two cuts they got the real cut, the regular theatrical cut, and they have the thing called the version you've never seen. And that's only in the version you've never seen. Yeah. 
So it's kind of crazy that one of the most iconic scenes in The Exorcist is only in the, the sort of director's cut, and it's was not even in the film for 25 years. But people seem in their minds sort of think it was always there, and it wasn't. Yeah, I gotta watch it. I never actually watched watch The Exorcist. I mean, I've seen scenes. Obviously, there's a lot of that. Fuck me in my pussy! Fuck me in my pussy! You know, like, I've seen scenes, but Let I never Jesus actually sat you. down. And, yeah, I never actually sat down and watched it. Well, we need to Matto flicks that. And uh, it's it's one of my favorite movies, and I think it's one of the best movies of all time. It's, it's uh, it's there like, like I said, there's not a flaw in that movie. It is, it is the music, the acting. And it's, it's like movies in the 70s were so much better than they are now, like, in my opinion. They felt real back then. Like, you watch Jaws. Chief Brody and, and all those characters, they seem like real people. Yeah. You know, and everything seems so gritty and so real. And, and like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that shit feels like it's really happening to these people. And it, 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 it feels like you're watching a snuff film almost. And that's how The Exorcist is. Like, like you watch The Exorcist and you compare it to sort of a run-of-the-mill movie comes out now. It's like, God, what happened to, to cinema? The Exorcist yeah, it is, is, different. Like, it is amazing different. how good the acting is. Everything's now clear now, right? Anyone that listens to this... And they know what I look like. They're gonna be like, "Hey, yeah, I want to see her freak out." Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, see her don't, freak out. Wanna, don't look. This is a genius idea, and this is gonna happen someday. And I'm super excited. You can't go through life being scared of the Exorcist. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta face your fear. <laughs> I can't do it alone. All right, we'll, well, then, we'll, you, we'll you watch, watch it. it when you get to get together with okay. a, a home slice here, and you watch it. We'll watch. We'll watch it. Okay, will, I'm going to need comfort. I'm gonna I'll put it comfort. on my board right now, and you'll stay up there until I do it. You guys talk amongst yourself for one second. Sean, okay. uh, Sean, look for Exorcist, the version you've never seen. That's the one you want, because it's, oh, it's a more... It's a, it, it's a more a fleshed-out story. Like they, it, It's the same movie, but they just flesh a few things out a little better. He really wrote it on the board, guys. If he writes it on the board, it means it's happening. Okay, so let's let's wrap this podcast up. You guys, what, as your scores change at all, I still give it a I still give it an eight and a half. I get it. I still give it mine. Whatever yeah. you want to calculate that okay. too. Cool. I think people should watch it. This is the longest review. I, I didn't expect. Yeah, this, this was supposed to be thirty minutes. It was ninety. Yeah. We, yeah, we, I've never made a review this long before. So. Yeah, it just it was fun. It was fun catching up with Ted and uh, what's your name again? Uh, Alicia, Pat, Alicia, Alicia. I hate when people call me Alicia. Okay, Alicia. Which everyone's gonna do it now. All right, guys. Where, where can uh, where can where can these Ted. nice followers find you guys? Uh, Ted. Ted. Ted again on pretty much any social media outlet: Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Twitch. Though I never Twitch anything. Xbox, PSN. Uh, yeah, T E D A K I N. Alicia. <laughs> Put Padme Amidala. Where can we find you? I like the Padme Amidala better than Alicia, by the way. Um, I have a YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash UnchartedGirl88. I also have a website called AllieCatGeekery.com. That is A-L-Y-C-A-T-G-E-E-K-E-R-Y.com. And all my social media sites have different handles. So if Sean puts them in the description, you can find me there. You probably love my Instagram if you're a guy. Um if you want to, if you want to frame me on PS on PlayStation, I'm Lissery L Y S S A R I E or Xbox. It's Lissery eight eight. So did you say, did you say Listerine? <laughs> Lis- Lissery. 
So if you guys want to see Alicia's bits and bobs, go to her I actually do know exactly what she's talking about. L-Y, yes, I've seen that. If you guys want to see Alicia's bits and bobs, go to her Instagram, and you can see some some pretty close-to-being-naked photos. I approve. Coming soon, actual naked photos on Instagram. Wait, you should do that. You should do that. Uh, that uh, par- par- what Paragon? What's it called? Uh, Patreon, where you uh, you do like the Rachel thing, where you uh, sexy outfits. Hey, I don't have a photographer. Uh, you guys uh, listen to my show wherever you listen to the show. Horribly awkward. Find it. All that stuff. I don't want to drag us on too much longer, but I'm gonna end the show right here with uh, "Have a Good Night." Watch Hereditary. Hey, it's the S to the M. To the Issa Slam again In the house So drop your Listen Pour with glee Backward cock flash Merrily sock Bird telecast Destiny doctor Downcast Callously squandered Lambash Heavenly slaughtered Broadcast It's the horribly Awkward podcast That's a horribly awkward show. Face is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears, bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us, sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www. Hush your face. www. Hush your face. www. Hush your face. 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 Hush your